We bow our heads and pray. Almighty God, open our hearts to hear your holy word, not only now, but throughout the epiphany season, we pray in Jesus' precious name, amen. Direct your attention to the gospel reading for this evening on page eight in your worship bulletin. Verse one, now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, look, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. Well, point number one in your outline on page nine in the bulletin, the Magi may not know God's word, but God can speak their language, and their language is astrology. Astrology is a form of what we call divination, is trying to discern the future, in this case through observing the planets and the stars. It could be observing the future or trying to detect the future through reading tea leaves in a bowl or some such thing. The Magi believe that the stars and the planets govern you and me, that they govern humanity. Now, that is pseudoscience. It is nonsense, but belief in astrology was nearly universal throughout the ancient world, and it still not died out. The Romans believed in it. Herod certainly believed in it. And the point here is that God was willing to communicate with unbelieving idol worshipers like the Magi through their pseudoscience of astrology in order to draw them to himself. Now God forbids us to practice astrology because number one, it's just not true. And secondly, it reveals a lack of faith in God. But God himself is free to make use of it however he wishes, and he makes use of it tonight in our gospel reading. He makes use of it for his saving purpose. So letter A, scripture forbids astrology to us. It brings God's judgment down upon us and it is inadequate for knowing God. It won't lead you to Jesus. And I would hasten to add that the star the Magi followed was no natural phenomenon. There's nothing in nature corresponding to what Matthew describes about this heavenly light. It is a supernatural phenomenon. And it was enabled by God to lead the Magi only so far God required the Magi to hear the prophecy from Micah before he would allow this supernatural light to lead them to the child's house. They had to hear the word. Creation's revelation can bring us only partway to God. We need God's word to bring us to Christ. You won't learn about Christ in nature. You'll learn about him in his word. 
letter B. Those who seek Jesus must submit themselves to God's word. And God has made clear that we cannot seek and find his son apart from the revelation of his word. Roman numeral two. God's people, on the other hand now, as opposed to the Magi, God's people know God's word, but we may ignore it. Letter A. The pagan astrologers seek Jesus while Israel's leaders ignore Jesus and they fail to act upon what they know. They know where he will be born. They know there's something going on or else these magi wouldn't have shown up. Bethlehem is a mere six miles from Jerusalem. But we read of no delegation of religious leaders traveling from Jerusalem to Bethlehem to investigate the Magi's claims, not at all. Now we're not told why. It could be out of fear of Herod, but it could also be a problem common to all humanity, including the people of God. And that's letter B. The Greek word is akadia. In Latin or in English, we would say acedia. And it is spiritual boredom, apathy, indifference, complacency. Literally, the word in the Greek means a lack of care. It is a sin of omission, not of commission. The people of Jerusalem are not doing something wrong. The problem is they're not doing something right. Complacent people may be very busy. When we're complacent, we may be doing many different things. We're just not doing what matters most. Few of us, of course, think of ourselves as apathetic or complacent. Life is full. At times it's hard. At times it's overwhelming. But underneath, for all too many of us, there is an eerie stillness. Not a stillness of peace and security and joy, but the stillness of spiritual stagnation. Our Bible stays closed for days on end. Prayers become hurried and less frequent. We keep an eye on our email and our text and our news feed, but our relationships may suffer. We no longer invest the time in them that is needed. Conversations seem inconvenient. Excuses multiply for missing church. In our minds, we've not pulled away from the church. The problem is we no longer pull toward it. So what's the difference? There is none. We say, we haven't rejected the faith, but we no longer affirm it here, together. And there's little or no difference between the two. Number one, 
we become dull of hearing. Even if we still hear God's word, we no longer act upon it. We no longer do what it says. And point number two is Jesus says repeatedly, and the apostles as well, the last shall be first, and the first will be last. The Magi, mere idol worshipers, are led by the star to Israel. And Israel, note well, Israel has the word of God. And when this word of God is heard by both groups, the Magi and the people of Israel, the religious leaders, are speaking the word of God, it's the idol worshipers who follow it. The Magi obey the word. The religious leaders sit at home, either apathetically or conspiratorially. And so God is reversing the, for the fortunes of both groups. The pagan astrologers are the ones who seek Jesus. The religious leaders ignore him. The pagan astrologers worship him while Herod, the ruler of God's people, seeks to kill him. If Israel will not honor Jesus, Gentiles will. And that is an important theme in Matthew's Gospel. So there is a reversal of fortune taking place in our Gospel reading. And it's taking place today as well. Isn't it ironic? It is to me that those of us who most need to hear this message won't, while those of us who least need to hear it will. God's people dare not take our Lord Jesus for granted. God will not stand to be mocked in this way. Roman numeral three. It is the one who endures to the end who shall be saved. It is possible to fall away. St. Paul wrote, let every man who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. You don't want to be there. Acedia, apathy, is universal. It afflicts all of us at times. I become bored all too easily with anyone or anything, including God. But even so, that says nothing at all about God. Apathy is not a manifestation of God. It is a manifestation of me. It's a manifestation of my own weakness. But God hasn't changed. God is not bored with you or with me, no matter what we feel or do not feel. God is not indifferent toward us. He is not lacking in care. St. Paul wrote, He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, together with him, freely give us all things. 
no matter what tomorrow may bring, good or ill, the cross remains as the witness of God's enduring love and care for all of us. And that is how we live the Christian life. That's how we cope with apathy, boredom, and whatever else term you want to use to apply. We live the Christian life on the sure foundation of God's promises to us in Christ. Letter A, God's Word is our foundation for daily life, not our feelings or the lack of feelings. Jesus said, man does not live by bread only, but by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. And to anyone who may be experiencing acedia or this spiritual apathy, I would say this, letter B, we may stop seeking God, but he does not stop seeking you or me. He doesn't. You may not feel like seeking him this evening, but he seeks you as the good shepherd seeks his own. You may not feel anything toward him right now, but it is my privilege and it is my joy to tell you that he loves you and he loves you in this way. At the cross, he chose you over his son. The punishment for sin that God would not pour out on you, he chose to pour out on his one and only, Jesus. His love does not go away. It does not change. And his love will outlast our apathy toward him. In Jesus' name, amen. The peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. Amen.